0: How many of you heard before that Jesus died for you? Just raise your hands real quick. If you've heard that ever in your life, whether you believe that or not, we've all heard that Jesus died for us. But tonight, I pray that that becomes really personal. I think sometimes we think about what Jesus did for us in this general sense, like yes, Jesus died for the sins of the world. But my prayer is tonight, this weekend, that we would feel the personal touch of our Savior and his great grace. Don't raise your hand on this one, but how many of you guys maybe sort of sometimes get an attitude with God at times because something happened and you don't understand why it happened to you. It doesn't feel doesn't feel fair. Don't raise your hand on this, but how many of us maybe get some anger in our heart toward God because we think to ourselves, "How can you even relate to what I'm going through anyway? You're not here. You're not walking through what I'm walking through. You're not feeling the things that I'm feeling." This is what I wanna talk with you guys for a few minutes about tonight. That the death of Jesus in our place has become very, very personal to us, to each individual here in this room and watching online. And then also that with the struggles in our heart of God, why did this happen? If you're a good and loving God, why did this happen? It's not fair. Or the thought that Jesus, you don't even know what it feels like. I pray we'll find the ability to process through some of those struggles tonight. I believe tonight has the power to really ignite our passion for God. And I pray that no matter who you are or where you find yourself tonight, if you can identify with any of the things that I've brought up already or not, that God would do something special in this place here tonight. If you're not a follower of Jesus, this might be the night that you begin a relationship with God. Not religion, not just following a bunch of rules, not trying to make yourself a better person, but an actual relationship with God. Let me catch you up a little bit. On Sunday, we saw the events of the day before Palm Sunday and Palm Sunday. We saw that Jesus uh, spent some time with those that weren't all that important and those that were sinful. And he spent time and he desired a relationship with them. And then we saw him humbly ride into the city on a donkey. No huge, crazy fanfare. Just a humble servant coming to serve people. Then, in the time... Between Palm Sunday and today, Good Friday, Jesus, he teaches his followers many things and he prepares their heart for what's about to happen. And they don't quite get all that. But Jesus is informing them, this is what's gonna take place and here are the things that are gonna happen. And then he prays prays this incredible prayer. He actually prays for us as a part of that prayer. And then, as you heard some of our team read tonight, he was arrested and betrayed. And it says in Luke twenty you can read with me. And they began to accuse him, saying, We have found this man subverting our nation. He opposes payment of taxes to Caesar and claims to be Messiah a king. So Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. Then Pilate announced to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for a charge against this man. But they insisted. He stirs up all the people all over Judea by his teaching. He started in Galilee and has come all the way here. Everybody say insurrection insurrection read with me the definition it's an act or instance of rising in revolt rebellion or resistance against civil authority or an established government and this is what they accused Jesus of insurrection uh, causing some type of a rebellion he was resisting or working against the government and the leadership and so they charged him in this false way he's stirring up this insurrection insurrection Pilate then has a conversation with Jesus and down in verse 38 of John 18, it says this. With this, he, Pilate, went out again to the Jews, gathered there and said, I find no basis for a charge against him but it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews, which was the nickname that Jesus had at that point. And the Jews were not happy with that nickname. They did not agree with that nickname. But here is Pilate trying to give, the, give Jesus a way out, give the people really a way out from putting what he sees as this innocent man to death. They hoped He hoped that they would release him, that they would say, yes, give us Jesus. Give us Jesus back. But look at what it says in verse 40. They shouted back, no, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now, Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. Look at the screens real quick. The the Greek word for uprising is lestes, and guess what it means? Insurrectionist. Think about that. Jesus is falsely accused of insurrection. And the man who actually committed insurrection or this revolt, the two swap places. Do you see the power of that? Do you see how personal that is? Jesus would literally be imprisoned and eventually executed in the place of the actual insurrectionist. Do you see how personal this is? This isn't Jesus just dying for the sins of the world. This is, yes, it is that, but it's also Jesus dying for the pride in my heart, Doug Jansen's heart, the jealousy in my heart, the anger in my heart, the sinful things I've done in my life and the things you've done in your life. It's not just this general, zoomed out, Jesus died for the sins of the world. Yes, that's true, but it's so much more personal than that. And maybe you're here tonight and you've been guilty of insurrection and maybe not maybe none of us even knew what that word meant a few minutes ago but here we find ourselves saying wow maybe I didn't do that but there are so many things I have done and I just think a lot of the Christians in this room man we've sung the songs we've heard the sermons and we know Jesus died for us and I believe we believe Jesus died for us but I just pray tonight it would become so personal he died in your place as he and Barabbas switched spots He and you switch spots. See, here's what I need you to see tonight. You're Barabbas. I'm Barabbas. We are Barabbas. And Jesus died in our place. If you and I have sinned by losing our temper or sexual sin or hate in our heart or gossip behind someone's back or stolen something or lied about something, Jesus died for each and every one of those specific sins in each of our lives, just as he died in the place of Barabbas for that sin he had committed. Barabbas didn't just find himself guilty of insurrection. He was also found to be a murderer. Barabbas got away with murder. When my kids were little, we were watching a Mets game one night, and There was this certain player on the Mets a while back and he just kept finding himself in legal trouble. He kept on doing really stupid things and getting in trouble, getting himself in trouble, but the Mets weren't doing anything about it. And so I made this statement as my kids were little and were watching the game. I just said, man, they let this guy get away with murder. And they kind of just stopped and looked over at me. I said, no, 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 he didn't really commit murder. He hasn't really gotten away with murder, but Barabbas did because Jesus was killed in his place. This is your story and mine. And I think sometimes we forget how personal it is to each of our sin struggles. And I think this is important because I'm not trying to make you feel bad for your sin. I'm trying tonight to help you see how beautiful the gift is you've been given. That Jesus gave his life personally for your struggles, for your doubts, for the hate in your heart for the pride in my heart, for the jealousy in our hearts collectively. He it became so specific. Now, some scholars point out that Barabbas' full name may have been Jesus Barabbas. And Jesus Barabbas means son of father, okay? And so think about this. If that's true and his name was Jesus Barabbas, son of father, then when these people are calling out the name that they want released to be free, They're choosing between Jesus Barabbas, son of father, and Jesus Christ, son of God. And they choose to let Barabbas go. This is a picture of you and a picture of me. Jesus died to set you and I free. Is this getting personal for you tonight? I pray this is hitting us in a new way, that you and I would worship in just a few minutes as we sing a closing song, and we would say, Jesus, thank you for what you have done for me, my personal sins, and we could think about all the things we've done throughout our lifetime, and they add up, and they become bigger and bigger and greater and greater, and some of us have tried to fix ourselves like we just heard in that reading before where we're trying to you know live that perfect five minutes, that perfect hour, that perfect day, and I just wanna say today, you can't do that, and it's not necessary because Jesus died in your place. A gift has been given. You're loved, and that's why he did it. Let's look at what it cost Jesus to rescue us, because I think sometimes, if you're anything like me, sometimes we have an attitude with God. Sometimes we go, Jesus, this isn't fair. I shouldn't be going through this. Jesus, this is too much, this is too hard. If you're there and you're good and you're loving, why? And Jesus, I just wish you could feel what I feel for just a moment because if you did, you'd realize it's too much and it's not fair and you'd stop it. I pray tonight we could wrestle through some of that. And what I need you to see tonight, and I've said this many times in the past and I'll keep going because I think it's one of those things we need to continue to be reminded of, is this thought that not only can Jesus relate to you and your pain, You and I can't relate to his. You and I, as we walk through some verses here, are going to see we can't even understand the pain that he went through. We can't understand how badly he was treated. Listen, have we all been treated badly in some ways? Have we gone through horrible things in life? Absolutely. But collectively, they don't amount to what Jesus walked through. And that's part of the love he has for you. And that's why I'm a Christian, by the way. Doug, why do you believe in Jesus? Why not somebody else? Or why not just you know, give up on all this stuff. Why, why even believe in it at all? Well, it's because Jesus came and he walked in my shoes and he suffered and he gets me and he understands what I've been through. I so need that. I so need that in a savior. You know, if Jesus could have just snapped his fingers and saved us all instead of coming and dying in our place, I don't know that we'd be drawn to him like we are because he walked in our shoes and he felt the pain we felt and he lost loved ones and his body hurt. And he was betrayed, and he was abandoned, and he was falsely accused, and he was maligned. And it gets to the point, as you'll see in just a minute, that not only does he relate to our pain, we can't relate to his. John 19, 1. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged or whipped, and this is not a whipping like you think about in the movies. This is not like a whip like you see in some western or some movie where there's just that singular whip with nothing attached to it. These whips back in Jesus day, the Romans would use, usually had at least three tails on the end, and there were things like lead balls and bone on the end, so that when they hit, horrific things happen and if we didn't have a ton of kids in the room I would get even more detail but just know that Jesus was brutally beaten in your place because he loves you I don't know about you I can't relate to that kind of pain I've been through some hard stuff in my life I don't know that kind of physical pain I can't relate to it the soldier twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head you've never experienced that You don't know what that feels like, especially as the perfect son of God enduring that. Goes on. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, hail the king of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. I've been humiliated in my life. I remember a time in college where Some friends and I were hanging out in one of the dorms and we came up with this idea, hey, what if we just go do something stupid tonight? Uh, You know, when it gets late and gets dark out, let's all just, we'll go and, and get all kinds of crazy, like. You know, clothes on we'll make some hats and we'll take some instruments some drums and some trumpets and let's march around one of the buildings on campus and just like whatever just for fun and kind of make a big mess see how many people look out the window at us and kind of laugh at the silly things we're doing and so I went back to my dorm and I got my whole outfit together and I strapped a a drum to my waist with like duct tape and I got this crazy hat and all this and I walk into my friends rooms and they're all just sitting there laughing at me because they were never going to do it they just wanted to see if I would I've been humiliated in my life. That was really embarrassing. That was hurtful. But I don't know humiliation like what Jesus went through. And again, he's the perfect son of God. I can't relate to him, but he can relate to me. It's so not right what was done to him. And he understands when you feel like the thing just weighs so much. The thing is just so painful. The... the, Hurt in your heart is so great. Verse six, as soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, crucify, crucify. I've had people upset at me in my lifetime, but a crowd has never, never gathered to execute me. I have many more years of pastoring, I hope, so that there is that chance, I suppose. Depends on how you're all feeling. But I don't know this kind of anger, of hate, this kind of scheming, this kind of, of just straight up evil. And neither do you. Pilate and Jesus then have a conversation. And Pilate asks the crowd again about the crucifixion. And the people again say they want Jesus crucified. And it says in John nineteen sixteen. finally Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. He handed Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in the place of Jesus Barabbas son of father the insurrection is the murderer Jesus is handed over for execution I don't know what that feels like and either to you I'm not trying to minimize what you've been through I hope you know that I just want you to see what he's been through and I want you to see that there was love in his eyes every step that he took and every painful thing he endured so the soldiers took charge of Jesus, verse 17, carrying his own cross. He went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and with two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. I can't relate to being executed. And listen, even more than that, I can't relate to being executed for something I didn't do. And more than that, I can't relate to being executed for something I didn't do alongside people who did do the things that they were charged with. Has everyone, anyone ever accused you of something you didn't do? Can you imagine being killed for that thing you didn't do alongside people who did do that thing you do? That you didn't do can you imagine the pain of that the hurt of that can you imagine the association of that sometimes we just want to clear our name we just want to wipe you know the deck clean of accusation or misunderstanding and here's the perfect son of god alongside sinners giving his life for you and for me i can't relate to that there's more humiliation then Jesus and some of his, Jesus' uh, mother and some of his friends come and are taking all this in. Jesus was given some vinegar to quench his thirst and then Jesus asked God the Father, why have you forsaken me? Something that I love about our church is that in many environments I have heard, whether it's deeper or here or over at Youth Group or wherever it is, is this phrase, and this is something we will keep bringing back to you to remind you is that Jesus was forsaken by God so that you and I never would. That he was forsaken that that one time because the sins of the world were on Jesus. And part of the punishment Jesus endured on our place was God's judgment against your sin and my sin, our specific sin on our Savior. And so he turned his back on Jesus. I can't relate to that. I will never relate to that. You will never, as a follower of Jesus, know what it's like for God the Father to turn his back on you. Listen, sometimes it feels like it, and that's the moments where we get an attitude. That's the moments where we go, this isn't fair. This is the moment where we say, God, if only you knew what I felt. Can you see tonight that Jesus knows exactly how you feel? And he bore the weight. You and I have never had to think about carrying. And so, yeah, he can relate to your pain, but... You and I cannot relate to his. Then Jesus gives up his spirit and dies in our place for our sin. Has Jesus' death on the cross become personal for you tonight? Yes, he died for the sins of the world. John three sixteen, right? The whole world for those who would believe. But man, me, Doug Jansen, right here and right now, I just wanted to hit me as an individual, as a follower of Jesus, as someone who has fallen time and time again and done the wrong thing over and over again that Jesus died in my place for my sin and the same is true for you have you seen the horrors of what Jesus went through? if there was ever a not fair moment it was when Jesus was placed on the cross if there was ever a this should not be moment, it was when he was beaten and slapped and spit upon and whipped and brutally beaten, and yet he did that, that you and I would know him. Spoiler alert, we'll be back here Sunday, and Jesus rises back from the dead. If you're here and you don't believe that that could happen, we're going to talk about that. If you're here today and you're going, I don't even care if it happened because I'm just angry at God, we're going to talk about that on Sunday. But tonight I pray that it's become so personal and you've seen in such an incredibly real way that Jesus gets you. Why am I a Christian? Because the Savior died in my place who was perfect. Why am I a Christian? Because someone loves me unconditionally. Why am I a Christian? Because I should have been executed and Jesus was executed in my place for my specific sin. There's no one else who's done that. And you can't do that for yourself. I'm so thankful for a Savior who served us and loved us and treated us like he did. Listen. We're gonna go through pain in this life, we already have, but there's a savior always understanding it, always able to uphold us, always able to walk with us and carry us and look at us in the face and say, I know what you feel, I felt it too. And listen, I chose to feel it because I love you so much. I know what it feels like to feel like this is something that never should have happened because Jesus had every right to say, hey, I, I'm out, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm not dying for humanity. I've, I've walked among them. I've suffered, but, but this is too much. This, this would not be fair. And yet he gave his life anyway so that in all of our moments that feel so unfair, he can say, I understand that too. He loves you. I pray that you're drawn to him tonight. I pray your relationship with Jesus, the passion you have in your heart, explodes through the roof as you recognize his death in your place for your specific sins and his ability to relate what you've walked through. If you're not a follower of Jesus, we'd love for you to put your trust in him tonight. Love for you to ask him to be your savior, to rescue you from your personal sins because he did die in your place. I'd love to ask that he would heal our hearts tonight. I'd love to ask the Holy Spirit, oh God, would you heal our hearts for all those why situations, for all those unfair situations, those things we just don't have answers for tonight. God, would you give us an answer or would you just begin the process of healing our hearts, Lord? And Jesus, we just praise you that you get it. And so tonight, let me pray with you. So, God, we love you and we thank you so much for the way that you have been so faithful to us, Lord. Oh, God, there are people in this room and watching online, Lord, that we just have such hurts. We just have such hurts. Our hearts are so broken, our hearts are so heavy. And we say, why? And we say, Lord, couldn't you have chosen a different way for this to play out in our lives? And God, I just pray that as we think about what you went through, we think about the pain you endured, that, Lord, you would bring such great healing in our hearts, God, that you would, yes, give us answers, but we thank you a day is coming when we'll have every answer. And Lord, here now we ask you for comfort. We ask you to heal hearts tonight, God, because of who Jesus is, because Jesus is alive, because he's risen back from the dead. And Jesus, I pray for those of us, God, who just need the realization that it was for us it was for us it was for me that jesus died it was for my specific sins as jesus and barabbas swapped spaces so me and jesus swapped spaces thank you for your gift of life and thank you for your incredible forgiveness we love you so much jesus if you're not a follower of jesus i'd love for you to think about praying with me right now beginning a conversation with him you could just pray something like this quietly. Jesus, thank you for coming and dying for me. Thank you for giving your life for me. My specific sins put you on that cross and you chose it willingly. You laid down your life. No one could do it for you. No one could take it from you. Jesus, thank you for this gift of salvation. And I pray you will show me what it is to follow you. And I pray that you will show me, Jesus, Lord, what it is to have a relationship with you put my trust in you and I thank you that your death and resurrection has purchased my salvation my forgiveness of sins my hope and my eternity we love you God we thank you in your name we pray